From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Ole Miss baseball on the road this midweek. They're at ULM tonight. Tomorrow night, a couple freshmen getting the uh, starts on the mound for uh, for the Rebel. I almost said freshmen's there like Rick Stansberry used to do. Um, on the podcast today, we'll, uh, we'll hit that. More uh, sports-related news from the uh, coronavirus, the um, hysteria, the precautions, whatever level you'd like to take with it. Um, the Bachelor finale part one was last night. Probably a little piece of today's show as well. So that and more coming up on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Highway 6 West in Oxford. Great, great gas prices, courtesy Speed Pass Plus app, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more ribs, daiquiris, lunch specials. You know the drill by now. Take advantage of that there on Highway 6 West. Also, the new Crystal is open in Sotillo. Doing well if you're in that part of the uh, the area. Stop in 24 hours a day for that. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Uh, call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You'll uh, love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove to you what that's all about when you make the call, 662 257 1900 guests join us on the rafters music and food hotline be a great place to hang out this weekend watch uh Ole Miss LSU baseball SEC basketball tournament whatever basketball tournaments are out there selection Sunday is Sunday so a big weekend in college hoops be a great place to go hang uh, grab some food grab some drinks and enjoy yourself on the square in Oxford and then of course on Sunday the bluegrass brunch Begins at 1045, featuring homemade biscuits, chicken and waffles, live bluegrass music, mimosas, Bloody Marys, and more. 1045 on Sunday, rafters, music, and food on the square in Oxford. So, um, let's see, just housekeeping-wise, uh, saw this morning Ole Miss announced Benji Gilbert tonight against ULM, Jackson Kimbrell tomorrow, both freshman left-handers, both trying to get them some work prior to uh, – LSU back at home this weekend. I told Neil yesterday, I'm not really sure from a scheduling standpoint uh, while they're on the road other than maybe just getting out of town for spring break is what maybe we uh, came up with. Because usually when they take one of these Louisiana road trips, it's on the way somewhere. It's on the way to LSU or something. Because when, when it first got announced, it didn't hit me that LSU was on the road. I thought, okay, well, I mean, at home, it made sense. Hey, go do play ULM a couple times. Go head on over. Although it's not really in the – that'd still be out of the way like crazy, though. That'd be like it? a five for one <laughs> or something, too. Because ULM's come up here a couple times, right? Um, you. I think. I think at this point it might be two two because Ole Miss went to ULM several years ago for a two game midweek, and I want to say I, I have covered Ole Miss ULM at home twice to uh, to this point. Six p.m. tonight, uh, four p.m. tomorrow afternoon, letting them kind of get back home a little earlier. Uh, so six and four. ULM 12-3 and three on the season. Again, Benji Gilbert and Jackson Kimball. I told you my theory on this is it's a scheduling deal. Spring break is here. It's baseball players. They're going to have parties. If you get them out of town, I assume they left yesterday. If you get them out of town, they're going to spend a night in a hotel 
another night in the hotel. And then they play at four. Game's not gonna be over till seven thirty. They don't get on the road till eight. They won't get back here till one in the morning. That pretty much cancels out spring break. Southeast Missouri State, the only maybe decent program that uh that ULM has played to this point. They're twelve and three, but it's a it's a bunch of Louisiana directional schools for the most part. Played Jackson State once, played Illinois State in a three game schedule. So again, whatever. Not not analyzing ULM's uh strength of schedule, RPI or uh, or roster to this point. They're gonna throw a right hander, they're gonna throw a left hander, and that will be what it is. Um but I don't know. It gives to Ole Miss. Here's here's your thing. Win a couple more games. ULM is not going to be an RPI killer, but go ahead and win on me over there, uh, and just get figure out your pitching and get those guys work. And and Mike will do this. Stay to the plan. Don't freak out because you're down in the eighth inning of a game, two to one tomorrow, and you go, hey, I better throw Austin Miller three innings or Taylor Broadway three innings or something. No, it's it's going to be all right. You're fourteen and one. You got some cushion. So set the pitching plan for these 18 innings and, and and execute that in whatever way that you you feel that the need. And I think that's what he's doing even here with Gilbert and Kimbrell. It's two left-handers, get them some work, let them see what's happening. They're only going to be situational this weekend. They're not premium arms other than the matchup standpoint, although I think Kimbrell's getting better and better every single time. So I think it's an opportunity for that. Um, yeah, play LSU, start the 30-game schedule and see where this thing, uh, see where this thing falls. There's three games this week that matter. I mean, you don't want to lose them both in the midweek. No, but there's three games this week that matter, that truly matter, the three at the end of the week. You don't want to screw those. You don't want to lose a Friday game trying to win a Wednesday game. It's pretty obvious. They said, hey, you're going to go three and two this week. How do you want those three and two to go? No question. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. You would you would trade two midweek losses for a sweep of LSU this weekend in a hurry, if given the opportunity. Immediately. Two, one, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I saw this uh, go across Twitter yesterday, mentioned in the uh, the live stream. I've seen the mock-ups for the cream uniforms. I have no confirmation that cream uniforms are going to be a thing. I, I do think they've got something else for next year, um, but I think it's next year. I, I don't think there's a uniform coming later in the year. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but um, that does is the my cream. Does the cream say Ole Miss on it? Well, we don't know. Uh, we haven't well, seen it. Well, if it doesn't, uniforms. then it's a yet another step. The fan mock-up yesterday had UM, and it was not mass hysteria over it. So, You're not going to Monroe, right? I am not going to Monroe, no. I'm, I'm not. I do not believe anyone is traveling to uh, to Monroe. That's a good point. Is it rain all over there anyway? Does it even matter? Or is it just going to rain out two days over there? I'm tired of rain. It has rained a lot. Dude, we're just now like in the day two of ten straight days of it or something. Yeah, Monroe. It's uh, sunny right now in Monroe. Feels like 65. They've got a river flood warning. Let's see if there's anything daily. No, they'll play today. I have 78, mostly sunny. Um, low tonight of 61. High tomorrow of uh, 80, mostly cloudy. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night, low of 64. They'll play. Weather's brought to you by somebody. <laughs> when are you leaving? Uh, i leave mid-afternoon, probably. Going straight into the heart of the coronavirus. Vanderbilt has closed schools. Vanderbilt oh, here's a question. Here's a question. I have a question. Okay. This thing, this this is where this thing appears to be headed. If you're Vanderbilt, they just close 
Coast Campus can't get together. Can you play baseball? Can the basketball team play tomorrow night? Yeah, I've seen no issues that they're doing anything about that. Well, how? Is it safe? I mean, I know you're kind of being funny, but... I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking legitimate questions. If you can't congregate on campus, is it safe? But what was the reasoning for the cancel classes? Was it something hospital-related? What, 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 what was the impetus for it? Someone in Nashville has the, has the virus. Was that literally all? I mean, there was nothing Vanderbilt-centric from to a campus my knowledge, standpoint? Vanderbilt did not give details. Williamson County Schools up there have closed. Someone has the virus and they had gone to the school before they were diagnosed with the virus and so they're shutting schools down up there. So is it safe for a baseball team to congregate? That's 20-something people, coaches, trainers. Someone's got to prepare their meals and such. Is it safe? Or should they shut their program down for a while? This is this is approaching a point. I hate to be this guy, but this is getting stupid. I watched this yesterday. So when Caroline comes back from Disney World, she's coming back to come back today. She comes back and it comes out that someone at Disney World this week had the coronavirus. Does she have to be self quarantined for two weeks? Does everyone she had was in contact with have to be self quarantined for two weeks? If she comes home and finds out on Friday, does everyone in my house have to be self quarantined for two weeks? Does that mean Laura can't? Laura was at the bank. She works at OUB. Everybody at OUB that got extended to close the bank. Now, where does this? Where does it stop? <clears throat> Reading two things and just had a text to um, a news release came from interim chancellor and provost Susan Winty. The decision came after the school learned several students returned to campus who have since reported being exposed to an individual who tested positive Monday for coronavirus. Um, and then just got a text said that. Um, Vandy has study abroad in Italy, and kids returned and tested positive. Um, was where this uh, where this came from. The kids that are coming home and are testing positive are they dying, or do they just need to be quarantined for a little while to go get well? The way that you would quarantine somebody when they have the flu. I'm I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm I'm really trying to understand it. Uh, Vanderbilt will remain open during the cancellations to accommodate students who need to remain on campus and will offer limited or reduced services. Um, just kind of read. You probably have class. to do that for athletics. Seriously, if you close the university down, you can't play. All right, athletics is the is the one exception that continues without change. The university also announced the suspension of all university sponsored non athletics events and gatherings through April thirtieth. This includes events sponsored by registered student organizations. Additionally, if restricted, any university-sponsored international travel effective Tuesday, March 10th through April the 3rd. So, okay. yeah, that is anything that is not athletics-related, it looks like, um, is going to be canceled. or, or, or they at home this or, weekend or are they on the road? Vanderbilt. I'm picking on Vanderbilt I here. I think but they're I'm, at Kentucky, but I'll look in a second. I'm pretty sure they're at Kentucky. They tested all the players? I have no idea. Highly doubt it. But that is my question. That was kind of where I was going today as we were talking. Here, just real quick. Vanderbilt. Because um, I'll find it in a second. So, last night, I saw you retweeted this as well as uh, myself. The SEC came out with a uh, with a statement 
yesterday, basically saying that all systems are go for the SEC basketball tournament to this point. The men, obviously the women just got done playing last week. It says that, um, let's see your statement. I have it up from sccsports.com. says, uh, let's see. This SEC continues to monitor developments associated with the coronavirus and has not modified the schedule of events related to our men's basketball tournament in Nashville. At this time, our focus and expectation is to play the tournament as scheduled. Local authorities have confirmed the approach is consistent with current public health recommendations. We remain alert to any circumstance that could warrant adjustments for the health and well-being of our student-athletes, fans, and other participants. We're in continued communication with public health officials, blah, 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 blah. Then they give a bunch of extra precautions they are taking, including basically hospital-grade sanitizers in some areas, hand sanitizers, all, the, all, all that kind of stuff. So I guess my question is... And look, I think it's going to play without change. I really don't think they're going to alter this Siemens basketball tournament. Is there more pressure on them potentially, though? However, given the fact that their member institution in that city has canceled classes and done different things, does that at least schedule a meeting this morning? Does that change anything to their thinking? Does that does that alter even some thought processes as this thing moves forward? It's a huge moneymaker. When you close this thing down, I mean... There's this pressure on the NCAA to cancel the NCAA tournament. They can't pay the bills if they cancel the NCAA tournament. Is there a loan moneymaker? I, I mean, I don't know the answer to your question. I, I, I mean, my question is not – I know it's coming across like I'm being a smartass and minimizing the, the, the virus. I'm not. I'm simply asking, like the 55-year-old man that was at the conservative, whatever it's called, the CRC – where Trump and all of them were there, okay? Yeah, okay. Is he dying? Or does he is he just sick? The person in Nashville who got sick is 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 that person he or she dying or are they just sick? No, I think they're just sick. I, I think the look, I'm not I'm I'm not in favor of all this mass cancellations. I think their thought process is we just continue to spread it if we don't do this, and when we do this, it's going to infect elderly and other people that would be susceptible to the harm. It's not that that actual person is susceptible to a life-dangering right. level. I get it. Vanderbilt's at home this weekend against Kentucky. Can you can you allow people in the in the in the stadium? I mean, I think they're going to. I, I don't I, think there's a change here. I mean, to me, that's hypocritical. It's liability is what it is. You, you, you're allowing, you're saying that it's not safe for the students to congregate, yet it's safe for people. Most of the students are young people. It's safe for older people to come congregate? Do you know that a student... No, none of the none of the students who may have possibly been exposed. Do you know they were never at one of the midweek baseball games last week or something? I mean, I'm totally serious here. I mean, it makes me wonder if when Ole Miss is at home this weekend, if they do the same autograph pictures, all of the same after game stuff they've been doing. And again, I've well, heard I mean, nothing the, different. I'm just not one of the reasons. The reason I'm going to Nashville is because the locker rooms are open. And I, I get access to players that I don't have access to otherwise. Now, I wouldn't be shocked to see those closed uh, off prior to Wednesday. I'm going to ask that question before I get in the car and go today. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm not going. All major sports have – we'll get that in a minute. All major sports have stopped locker rooms being open at the professional level. Um, and I can't wait to go here because I don't understand how that's not safe. 
yet it's safe for 18,000 people to congregate in the arena around those players. It's safe for them. I've watched a lot of NBA games, okay? I've never watched an NBA game where the players weren't sweaty and where the players didn't bang into each other. Never. Not once. I know it doesn't go transfer with sweat or whatever, but if a player coughs, they're in close proximity to one another. I've seen players cough on a court before. Bleed? Yeah. I've seen players bleed. What happens when a player gets this? Any player. It shuts a league now. Yeah. Shuts a league now. I mean, if you told me today to bet on whether the NBA finishes its season without interruption, I'm betting no. If you told me to bet today whether some spring games get canceled around the SEC, I'm betting yes. I don't know. And, and I, I question how much of this is just hysteria, how much of this is caution, how much of this is liability, how much of this is what? It's it's a little bit of all of it. There's a there's some liability here for sure. There's some group think here for sure, and there's some hey, just everybody else kind of doing it. All right, this is let let's just all jump in together, then go out on the other side and be the lone person, and then something happens and we we look like idiots and we've got major liability issues. Did you see the news story out of Memphis? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the it just it's hysteria. <laughs> Literally spraying Lysol in the kid's face. Was it Lysol? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. And the kid showed up wrapped in. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> I do wonder if it's if it's seasonal or if it's any type of something that does die off with the with the heat. Do we know that yet? Do we have any idea no. from that standpoint? Not to my knowledge. I mean, I don't. Uh, I think this is one of the. One of the frustrations that I have with it, in all seriousness, I, I told you this yesterday. I spent a lot of time yesterday watching CNN. Mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to watch CNN. Okay. I'm not going to flip. I'm going to stay right here. They're irresponsible. They are. I don't know who the blonde-headed lady is in the middle of the day. Very attractive. Brooke something, I think. I don't know. Beautiful woman. Um. She's got an agenda just oozing out of her pores. I don't know whether that's coming from her or what that's coming from. And, and look, I'll say it. Trump's tweets on this are irresponsible. At some point, someone has to step up and say, hey, here's what we're dealing with. This is what this is. This is reality. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. But there is literally no one able to do that because of the political football that that this virus has turned into in this country. How different would this be if it was 2018, not 2020? I think it would be dramatically different. And there was not a presidential election coming later in the the calendar year. I think it would be less incendiary. You really do? I do. I, there, I do too. I, there is I, I no agree. doubt in my mind. And I did yesterday driving around. Um, Carson went to play basketball. I drove him and it's, I, I flipped on XM and I listened to Sean Hannity 
for 10 minutes. For the record, I can't stand that show. But I wanted to hear what people... He'll tell you, hey, this is nothing. This is nothing. CNN, we're all going to die. <laughs> I don't think the average person's particularly smart. I don't think the average person thinks for him or herself anymore. I think media is able to influence people in ways that it never has before because people don't read. And there's just this hysteria. Well, look, markets are markets are taking dives and people like me, I'm 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 investing more. I'm upping my investment. Because look, if we're all going to die, money's not going to matter anyway. You show they, they, they open the doors of a Costco somewhere and the people sprinting to the damn toilet paper. I mean, listen, if you're all going to die, does toilet paper really matter? <laughs> I've got a couple of thoughts. Get to that in a second. First, tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting processing is done in Memphis. So you look underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and... um. You know, a little volatility going on right now. So uh, the float down option might not be the worst idea in the world. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Rebel fans, just a few weeks left to renew your football season tickets. Assuming there's a season. Renew your tickets by March 31st to secure your seats in the vault. This year, tickets start at just $199. Can be purchased by visiting fb.olemistix.com. The Ole Miss softball team kicks off a full week of games at the Ole Miss softball complex starting on Wednesday at 6 p.m. versus Youngstown State. Then they host Central Florida for a weekend series beginning Friday. Admission is free. For more information, visit OleMissSports.com. Baseball team back at Swayze as they begin SEC play with the LSU Tigers on Friday at 6.30. It's the first of a three-game series. General admission tickets are available by visiting OleMissTix.com. And uh, join the Ole Miss men's tennis team back at home this weekend. They host LSU at 5 p.m. on Friday and again on Sunday as they host Texas A&M at noon. Admission is free. For more information, you can visit OleMissSports.com. With Double Decker just around the corner, Blue Delta Jeans is excited to announce that Saturday, April the 25th, the South 11th Alley will be closed to traffic for the day for the first ever Blues Alley with live music from 1030 until 4 by Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies and Jake and the Pearl Street Jumpers. This will be a great place to escape the madness of the square, enjoy a drink from the Lyric Bar, and talk with the folks at Blue Delta about your next pair of Blue Delta jeans. Blue Delta Studio will be open to all double-decker weekend, including uh, Sunday morning. But the best way to skip the line is to set up your private fitting by emailing info at bluedeltajeans.com or by DMing Blue Delta Jeans. We are also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress that's delivered right to your door. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. Uh, a lot of the online brands sell an 8-inch or a 10-inch mattress with less support, less durability, but from the twin size to the California King, every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, 100% American-made. The pricing is competitive when compared to the rest of the mattress companies in their tier, and we'll make it even better with the podcast discount. When you go to check out at nestandwild.com, enter the promo code REBEL20, that's REBEL20, and get 20% off your purchase. Your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. 
Podcast also brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. G&M on South Lamar in Oxford. 662-236-2222. Might as well get a flu shot if you haven't done so. People still uh, catching that right now as well. Well, Zero Dark Copay on most insurance plans for that. Don't have to wait in line or anything. They'll get you out pretty quickly and painlessly as possible. Also deliver locally in the Oxford area to your home or workplace. They offer MedSync for your prescription save day every single month and much more. 662-236-2222. So, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with newspapers and different things and in and, and TV and broadcast news or network news, I guess, technically. Um, the mid-level, sane, moderate news station can't exist because the majority of people want bias confirmation, right? So yes. whatever they think, they just want people to tell them the exact same thing. That's yes. what they watch. That's the news that's right, whether I'm left or right. Because our country, look, there's still tons of moderates in this country. I do get a little annoyed by, hey, everybody's one or ten. No, 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 they're not. There are a lot of people in this three to seven situation. And we're watching news and can't find one. We're trying to pick out what newspaper makes the most sense for us. I there's mean, no political party New for York me. Times or Wall Street yep. Journal or whatever. We're, yep. we're, we're trying to figure it out. Well, from a TV standpoint, we're all sitting here going, I don't know what to do because you can't find something that just kind of tells it. You've got these huge slants and you've got these other things. You've got all this stuff. And I do. I, I think that whatever that percentage is that seeks bias confirmation and is somewhere outside of four on one side and outside of seven on the other side, one to three, eight to ten, yeah, somewhere in there, they must be the ones just watching every day and just – eating it up to the point yes. that it's carrying ratings and carrying everything. They go, hey, look, we've got viewers, we've got sponsors, we've got advertising, ads that potentially go into our way of thinking as well. Oh, CNN's going wall-to-wall -wall on this for a reason. That's what I'm saying. If, if there were no eyeballs on it, CNN, the people at CNN would say, hey, let's, uh, let's switch to something else. Let's talk about something else. Oh, it's people... I hate being this guy. I just think that so many people are unable to think for themselves and they just get locked in on this and it's all day long and it's 24-7 and it's just go, 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 go. Before you know it, it's just we're shutting everything down. And this this whole shutdown thing, at the end of the day, here's my fear, is that we're going to shut down the economy. Businesses are going to close. People are going to lose their livelihoods. And we're going to look back in six months and go, wasn't that bad? That's my that's my expectation. I mean, I hope. I mean, I hope from the standpoint of it's not that bad. We're right, but no, that's exactly what I what I expect. That's what I think. Now I'm not. I'm, when I test my first case tomorrow, or you know, have my first science experiment, I'll be the first one. But it's my guess. I, still, I don't know. Again, it goes back to what you were saying. There's no one out there who's able to say, "Hey, look, here's what here's what this is. Here's what we're dealing with in this country. It's obviously very bad in Italy. They've just closed this, the country down. Americans are not going to follow." isolation orders the way that some other countries have done it. They're just not. We're we're a social country. We're a country that's used to moving about with very few rules. Yeah. Not going to. I mean, it just is what it is. 
that's what does at least give us the impact of this becoming worse over here because we do not quarantine ourselves well at all. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna get your thoughts. Sure. I'm using this as an example because we're in sports and we talk yeah. about sports. Major League Baseball season scheduled to begin on March the 26th around the country. There's a team in Seattle, Chase, as you know. There's two teams in Los Angeles, basically. There are teams in New York, two, the Yankees, the Mets. Um, does the Major League Baseball season begin on March the 26th as scheduled? And if so, are fans allowed in the stadiums? I'm going to go yes on starting as scheduled. Okay. Basically for pragmatic reasons. Unless we're just cutting to a 144-game schedule or we're cutting to a 130-game schedule. And the way baseball is so obsessed with numbers, okay. my guess is they'll do everything possible to at least play the games. You think the season plays out in its entirety, making it all the way to the World Series where someone holds up the trophy? I mean, dude, I'd be squeamish and gun to head. I'd have a will prepared, but my guess would be yes. Does the NBA season make it? Less likely for Why? multiple reasons. Why? Um, I think there's a little more potential risk to players because of the closeness. If we believe okay. whatever, I do think that's at least a factor in okay. this. You're you're tighter on players in an NBA game. You have floor seats. Um, and I think I think the NBA is just more conscious of. I w- I hate to say PR, but. Just more conscious yeah. of making quicker decisions and changes. I would have agreed with you. Positively and negatively. I I don't know which way I even lean on that. I would have agreed with you completely until yesterday at about 5 o'clock when MLB just said, okay, we're going to do it too. NHL season's going on. I, I, have, I have real doubts. Unless this thing slows down in the next two weeks, the, the, the media coverage of it, the hysteria of it, the, the pure – we haven't even gotten to a place where a celebrity gets it yet and it becomes the big story, where a player gets it. Like the Cubs, you Darvish, is, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he didn't feel well last week, went and got tested, he, he was negative. What if you Darvish had gotten it? Quarantine the Cubs for two weeks? What does that mean? What does that look like? What about the players that they, let's say the Cubs have played the Giants? Do you have to quarantine the Giants too? At this point, you're shutting it down. Oh, I mean, I was talking to a buddy this morning. Right now, barring a severe change in new cases and the media backing down, it all kind of changing a little bit, I don't think the SEC baseball season plays out completely as normal. For 10 weeks. Well, no, I think right now you'd have to bet against it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think this week does, but in general, I prior to Hoover, I think there is some sort of change to the SEC baseball landscape because of this. I do. I agree. Well, I keep waiting for one player to get it. Just one player. Some kid at LSU gets it. They can't play anymore the way we're doing this right now. They can't play anymore. Everyone they've been exposed to can't play well, anymore. Because I say, yeah, somebody went to spring. Just examples here, guys. Play one out. Cole Henry, Friday night starter for LSU. Okay. His girlfriend went to Florida for spring break. Okay. Comes back, sees Cole on Wednesday. 
She she was exposed to it. Yep. So suddenly he's potentially exposed to it. She and doesn't go, even hey, have well, it. And they go, hey, at worst case, Cole, you've got to go quarantine for two weeks. And I go, oh, well, so everybody else gets to play, but I can't play without my best pitcher for two weeks? But we're going to play the whole schedule out? But, the, but, but see, here's the problem with that, with your scenario. Yeah. She comes back from Florida, and she was exposed to him, obviously, for a couple of days. They probably kissed or something, right? And then he went to practice or was in the locker room hanging with the fellas. Exposed the whole damn team. Yeah. So he shut it down. They're supposed to play Florida that weekend. Florida can't play. They go, hey, we, uh, yeah. So what do we? What, what do you do? The way I think that this is being reacted to is making it where shutdowns are inevitable. It's so funny and interesting because, and I, I'm actually frankly getting tired of the flu comparisons for multiple reasons. Some of the numbers that are getting thrown out are so irresponsible because we don't know how many freaking coronavirus cases there are. So to say there's this many deaths and there's this many cases and here's the percentage. Oh, my God. There are thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of other cases than that. It'd be literally so stupid. It'd be literally like taking a three-game series at the beginning of a Major League Baseball season and go, oh, this guy's going to hit 600. And this guy's going to hit 082. No, man, they go play 159 more games. Well, but it's not even that. It's saying, hey, they played 100 games. We just don't know the outcome yet, so we're going to ignore it. Right. I mean, that that's my point. So, well, I guess that's what I'm getting at is, though, it's funny how things change from a what, what we worry about when we're not. The flu season kills, I think I saw yesterday, up to 70,000 people a year or something like that. I heard 80, but okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. Um, Almost played a baseball game three weeks ago, against a team that had the flu. Yeah. Shook hands after the game. Yeah. With a team that had the flu. Yeah. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. I remember. Now they left a couple dudes at home, but he couldn't guarantee that he was not not. bringing dudes with the flu. He admitted the starting pitcher had the flu like four days before this. Yeah. And baseball players are all in a room together all the time. Rode rode the bus. Eight hours round trip. Yeah. So minor league baseball? The minor league, like a player for the Amarillo team gets it? You're shutting down the Texas League, man. I mean, (laughs) I'm sitting here looking at the way people are reacting to things, and I'm saying this this is, if it doesn't slow down, this is inevitable. And rational voices get shot down. I retweeted Dr. Drew yesterday, who was very rational, who says, hey, look, you know, should we take precautions? Absolutely. Should people be very wary of their personal habits as it pertains to sanitation? Of course. But he said the panic is irresponsible. Yeah, a couple different things. One, Corey in the live chat, this is exactly my point. There could be another 500,000 that have it in the U.S. We just don't know it, and death rate is virtually nothing even less than the flu at that point. Yeah, I've had people people ask me, why are you not panicked? Okay. If healthy 20s and 30s-year-olds start dropping dead from this, hey, man, drop everything. I don't want to talk about college baseball or pro football or anything anymore. We should be focused on nothing but that. Okay? Yeah. Well, it's just like, look, athletes are not going to – it's not going to actually affect NBA, NHL – 
MLB athletes. Yeah, right. That's my point. If 26-year-old healthy people start dropping dead from this, we have a problem. If high schoolers start dropping dead from this, we have a problem. But this 55-year-old guy, I go back to that at the conservative thing that they did. I don't know, where Ted Cruz was there and they were all there, whatever. This is is he okay? Or is he is he sick? Is he is he in ICU? Does he have pneumonia? Is he dying? Is he dead? I mean, what are we what are we talking about? Like the ship full of people that they docked in Oakland yesterday. How many of those people are sick? There's thirty five hundred people on the ship. Like twenty people are sick. How many of them are dying? Give me a number out of those 20-something that have it. How many of them are dying? I hope the number's none. I don't wish death on anybody, but you understand my point. Could they get you on a cruise ship right now? Probably not. Free 10 days, would you go? Probably not. But yeah, now, no In way. fairness, that's never been my thing anyway. No, I don't like them to begin with, but we talked about this when the first one happened. Getting quarantined in the ocean on a ship... I would be ready to just jump in the water at some point. I, yeah. I, I, claustrophobia would hit me to where I... Yeah. No, no, no. Now, no, no. have I thought about, hey, this is an ideal time to take a vacation? Yeah, I have thought about that here in the last couple of days. Hotel rates are down. Flight rates are down. I mean, you can fly around. You and I were booking it yet, looking at it yesterday. Yeah. And it's gone down even more. My neighbor's going to New York City this weekend. I guarantee you they'll get in every restaurant they want to get into. Tourist lines will be short. Yeah, people at, people at Disney World were able to basically ride the same ride three times as much as they typically would. Is that right? Yeah, I was told by that by somebody. Yeah. Caroline was there yesterday, but we haven't talked. Somebody says in here that you can fly to Hawaii for basically nothing at this point. You know, and I, I'm not. And now, look, the the oil thing is because the Saudis and the Russians are fighting each other. Yes. That has nothing to do with the virus at all. By no. the way, just I don't know why I'm even bringing that don't, up. But don't tell CNN that. Yeah, it, it is. It is. There is there is a war going on, but it has nothing to do with with a respiratory situation. Um. Yeah. I don't, whatever. I'm starting to get. Yeah, I am. Yesterday, I wasn't so much. Sometime last night, I was kind of like, okay, I'm really worried now. Just, I think we're about to experience mass cancellations. I'm not worried about the actual virus. I'm worried about the impact of... Well, it's like Dr. Uh, Drew said. It's the panic. Yeah. The panic is what's going to be so destructive. I don't watch him. I mean, somebody said in the live chat here that even Dr. Oz was like, hey, chill out. And if that dude's actually saying chill out and not trying to make a buck off something, then probably ought to take his word on this one. Well, I mean, let's talk about what close, stopping an... Major League Baseball season would mean hotels, tourism, just across the board. It's just sports. You start shutting down banks and businesses and corporations, campuses. I mean, Campbell was at, in case anyone doesn't know, she's a freshman at the University of Arkansas, and all of her classes yesterday included professor saying hey look in the event that we finish online this is what that's going to look like Leif with a great point we're buying all the water and all the toilet paper for a respiratory virus but yet we're not cleaning our cell phone screens i have cleaned my cleaning cell phone the screen. cell phone screen is the number one thing that at least 
a, a typical American could do to not spread germs. Yes. There's nothing dirtier than your cell phone screen. Just, just saying. Keeping you're, it you're, real. You're touching it hours a day. Yes. Face, sweat, grime. Who knows? Yeah. Things ripe with problems. Just, I don't know. <sighs> well, if it's something besides a virus, maybe you have a. You have an injury of some type, so if you're injured, not sure where to go, no matter where you are, Special Orthopedic Group has you covered with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany. No referral is needed to schedule an appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained, sub-specialized surgeons at any one of the three locations. With 24-hour scheduling, SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 or request an appointment on their website, www.sogms.com. Special Orthopedic Group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. The uh, podcast is also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in uh, multiple states, advisors in multiple states as well. We'll be taping a Mind on My Money podcast today. I suspect we will be talking about the uh, plunging 401ks, what the market looks like, uh, what advice financial people have. It'll be up at some point Wednesday, and I suspect you'll want to listen to it. I'm kind of looking forward to talking about it and hearing from people who know more about it than me. It's Pintrust.com. If you want to talk to someone about your retirement plans as they get impacted by what's going on in the news today, it's Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow as well. It is brought to you by the Weston Jackson, home to Soul Spa, the ultimate luxury spa experience in downtown Jackson, also home to Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro where you can sip on a creative craft cocktail or enjoy their curated wine list. It's open for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch, so gather at Estelle tonight. podcast also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, whether you're thinking about a golf trip this summer, whether you're thinking about a cruise or uh, going to the Caribbean or going to Florida or whatever, you need to get in touch with John. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you give him a call, you give him some parameters, you give him a budget, and he will give you options. And you don't have to live anywhere near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901 904-3387 or send him an email jedwards at regencytravel.net first time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast podcast also brought to you by in-house interior and design they are located in Tupelo on Main Street also inside Sugar Magnolia booth 34 for that specifically for dorm rooms apartments and more. You can see some different options. Right now, they're still offering 20% off the first 10 dorm room design appointments there with in-house interior and design. They can actually 30 years of combined experience, travel anywhere in-state and out-of-state to help you with anything from the design process, including maybe some uh, some bigger projects. They have contractors on call and ready to help you when possible. So again, it's in Oxford. That's in-house interior and design. So we, uh, I, we teased it a minute ago. Reading here from ESPN, this came out at 618 yesterday, said the NBA, NHL, MLB, and MLS are closing access to locker rooms and clubhouses to all non-essential personnel in response to the coronavirus crisis. The league announced in a joint statement Monday night, the league said they would make the, made the decision after consultation with infectious disease and public health experts. 
The NBA had stressed that the move is not to ban reporters, but to ensure the safety of players and staff in those areas. Said that the media will be uh, given access in a designated location outside of the locker room and clubhouse setting, and that it will be temporary, Mr. McGrady. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's nonsensical. So the locker room, what you're, what you're saying is that those media members are more apt to have the coronavirus than the players themselves or the general public that's at the game. That is what that says. When you do that and you break it down logically, you are saying we believe that it's more likely that the people covering the Cubs, for example, or the Reds or the Braves, are more apt to have the virus than the people who are at the games in Florida and Arizona. Explain. Their response to you would be simply they are just in closer contact. Okay. That would be the response. Are they more apt to have it than a player? Than the clubhouse people? The people who prepare the food? Where does it stop? For the people who don't understand, if you cover a Major League Baseball team, if you cover a professional team, and you don't have locker room access, you can't do your job well. If all you get is the manager and the star player each day, you get a level of access that does not allow you to do your job at a professional level. It's one of the reasons, in many ways, some of the college access has has made college coverage bad. We get the same three minutes with the same people every single day, and there's somebody that's going to video it. Sometimes it's us who throw that video up right away. There is no context anymore. There's no writing. But if you cover a Major League Baseball team, Over the course of a season, it's what, 35 to 40 players? Yeah, sure. 162 games, 185 days, a month and a half of spring. If you get, if you can't have access to build relationships in that locker room, on that roster, you're not going to be able to do your job. And your job is to tell stories to the fans who cheer for that team or who follow that team. Here's who these guys are. Here's who these people are. I hope this is temporary because I know a lot of people who cover NBA, Major League Baseball, they're they're unable to do their jobs well right now. And the fans will scream at them, where's where's my coverage? Uh, Your coverage is I'm getting five minutes a day with the manager, and on this day they gave us – I mean, you'll still hear from LeBron James. You'll still hear from Freddie Freeman. But are you going to hear from that fourth starter? Are you going to hear from the – the three guys battling for that last bullpen job. Those are the interesting stories in spring. Well, yeah, because they're not going to bring everybody to these areas. No. It's going to look more like the college, frankly. So I'm reading here. It's a tweet last night from Dan Wykey. I think he covers the Clippers now. Um, yeah, I think that's right. The Clippers. He used to work for RebelGrove.com. Um, is he covering baseball now? Oh, is he doing baseball now? I don't know. I thought he did basketball still. I thought he covered the Clippers. For some reason, I think he's covering the Angels, but I could be he wrong. He used to cover the Angels, but I think he's he's covered okay. basketball. Anyway, he's covered professional way, sports in L.A. Actually, he did some – whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he works He works for a newspaper in L.A. So, he tweets yesterday, 
if it's too dangerous to have the media be closer than six feet to the players, how can the NBA, MLB, or NHL justify putting 18,000 people 12 inches apart and having them interact with one another arena staff? Question mark. Agreed. Is that six foot thing an actual rule? Was that just a was that a guess or is there actually no? That's some going to be the rule. That's thing. going to be the rule. Okay. That there's going to be a six foot barrier. That's what I was curious about. So that's safe, but he he makes a great point. So when you open up the Staples Center to the crowd and they're in there for Lakers, uh, Lakers Jazz game one. 20,000 people crammed into the Staples Center. Safe? Based on what you just said, it's not. Unless you have six feet of distance, it's not safe. So you pick 20,000 people crammed into an arena, that's safe? Based on the logic, it's not safe. So when are fans going to be banned from NBA arenas? How long? I think it's coming soon. And I think some of the players are going to say, this is stupid. Let's not play. I do wonder about that. Georgia Rebel says, why don't you just not allow anybody to sit in the first three rows? Creates a barrier. But it's not even about the players right now. It's about the crowd. Yeah, They're passing it on to each other. And therefore, the way that we're doing this, okay, follow along. Someone in section P, row 12, seat 1, had the coronavirus, didn't know it, went to the Lakers-Jazz game. All of those people got exposed. So the way we're doing this now, 20,000 people have to be quarantined, including the players. All the Jazz players quarantined. All the Lakers players quarantined. The way we're doing this, that's, that, that is what we're doing. They were potentially exposed. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but that's where we're headed with this. And so, we're, so that's why I say if we continue like this for two more weeks, we're shutting everything down. How can you say, yeah, let's do that? I mean, let, let, let's take these spring games that are coming up. Ole Misses, Alabamas. Is it safe to congregate? 41,000 people in one place? I do wonder about that. What the spring game situation is by that point. I mean, the hope would be that we've got to have it more under control by then. And it's oh, less of a that's, that's what I certainly hope. That's the that, I mean, that, that's the and it's that's. I mean, we've got a coverage plan laid out. I'm ready to go. It's probably but, a little optimistic, but uh, that's kind of what chance. I'm saying is if we continue like this, the way this thing has escalated. In a, for two more weeks, we're shutting it all down. Yeah. Well, you're the expert. Last night, what you think? <laughs> you know my take first? I had it sort of on. I was doing 10 other things, but it was kind of in the background. I think it's the beginning of the end of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a hot take. I do. I think it's 
it's always been crap, but it's been this weird palatable crap as long as you're in the right mindset. It's just crap now. Um, he's we've mentioned this. He's by far the worst bachelor. Well, he's horrible, and we got a little gl- glimpse of it. Did you? His mother's insane. That's what I was going to. Yep. His his mother was a cartoon character. Was emotional. Did you see the way he reacted to the tears? Well, she was playing it up for TV. Hey, I'm thinking it was fake as hell. But yeah, she's manipulative. Um, if it's if at all accurate. He's terrible. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing redeeming about the show at all. Like I know there never really is, but it just. It, it's not even like the car wreck you couldn't look away from. I'm just watching it last night and going, "This is literally depressing." At this point, I just don't. Not only don't care, but I feel like a worse human being for even having it on in front of me. I just. I, I I made a turn last night. Um, and why? It's, looking back, I wonder if it's what Chris Harrison is sensing when he hammers Maddie on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If if just this entire concoction that is currently here because let's, is, is 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 just malignant toward the franchise at this point. Because why is she staying? It's clearly not to marry this guy, right? She's not staying because she has these overriding feelings for this guy. She's staying because she, this is how she builds her brand. Yeah. Where else is she going to go to build her brand where she gets national television like this? Because the two people couldn't be more different. She's been raised in a southern home, very conservative. I'm not making fun of anything, by the way, before anybody thinks I am. Faith being very important to her, yet she's going to continue a relationship with this guy who's sleeping with anything that walks. Give me a break. If this were not on television, she would never have gone on date two with this guy. I do think, I, I do think you, you might be right. I think we'll start to find out a little bit in this next episode because they clearly sense trouble and they're going older. That's what I mean. There's yeah. a there's a there's a huge it It went from this like just sexist thing that for some reason women watch. You know what I mean? And the, yeah. the, the Monday night football aspect of it for whatever reason sure. that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It it is a little weird to me that women are the prime market for this show. Uh, women like drama. We like to watch stuff we all like drama i mean i don't watch because i think these people are finding love i'm watching for the train wreck i've said this before i watched it originally because it gave me something to talk about with the girls with laura i mean instagram has changed this show because of the contestants yeah because it's uh what do they call it influencers yeah. They want to become influencers. You can make easy money as an influencer if you build a brand. The only way to build the brand is to stay on the show. They're not there looking for love. Now this clown's a circus act. He's awful. He really I think I I think his goal was to sleep his way through the house and he's made so many bad decisions that now there probably were a couple of girls on the show earlier that probably would have worked out and he would have found a companion and all that stuff. 
But that was never his goal. And he's actually hurt his brand on the show. I mean, no one's going to be like, hey, let's get Peter on to endorse product whatever. The Twitter people out. <laughs> I'm uh, Twitter people hating the Bachelor and are out. No, it's just it's. It went from crap to just even more crap. That's what's what it did. I mean the the women, Peter in general, just it's it's just crap. I, I well look. Spoiler alert. I don't even know the spoiler, but I can tell you what's coming. She's leaving the show, Maddie. She's she's as much a bad person in this as he is. And she's going to come back. She's not coming back because she wants this guy. She's coming back because she wants to get back on television. When she pulls away in the car, that's the end of her unless she comes back. She's coming back. Well, yeah, I saw the the preview for next week. Or but you'll watch tonight. I don't know, dude. I, the train wreck. Your wife's going to watch. I'm out. I'm out. I just. I watched last night because I knew you'd want to talk about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do some preparation here. I'm doing some other stuff. We we need some topics. Frankly, it's yeah. Tuesday. It's whatever. Yeah. And I, I I got like. I got like 20 minutes into it, and I just went. I could be doing anything else right now. Anything. Oh, I mean, I, I could turn on the Weather Channel if I would like to right now. I could turn on CNN right now. Well, you know the way okay. you guys enjoy Twitter during ball games. Okay. Because I don't do that. I actually enjoy Twitter during the Bachelor because there's some really funny people that comment on it, mm-hmm. and so I just laugh out loud. And so between the Bachelor last night and the coronavirus stuff last night, I got to do what I really enjoy doing, which is laugh at dumb people. That's a good point. Is Jay going to still defend Madison to the death? Ooh. I think Jay's going to do the cop-out where he says, I'm not watching. Jay's my boy, and it's very smart. He is very careful to criticize any Auburn human being on, on that show. He is. She deserves criticism here. She absolutely knew what she was getting into. And then... When she gave him the ultimatum, no matter what you think of the ultimatum, and he told her, well, look, I'm, I have kept what's-her-face around this long. I'm going to go sleep with her now. Once he did that, he sort of defied her ultimatum. When she didn't stick by her ultimatum at that point, she really looks weak. Everyone's praising her. What a strong woman. No, she's not. She told him, if you sleep with those women, I'm, I'm probably going to leave. So he said, okay. Well, he went and slept with both of them. And she stuck around. Gosh, these cameras sure are addictive. That's all fine. But when everybody tells her, oh, she's such a strong woman, such an incredible role model, in what way? She's like the rest of them. She wants her time on television, building her brand. Well, and like whatever. But her deal, too. You knew who the bachelor was. You knew the windmill thing. You yeah, knew that's my point. You knew his history. I mean, this was not a tele. This was not a television example of ChristianMingle.com. No offense. No, exactly. 
she knew precisely what she was getting into. She knew who the bachelor was, and she knew what the storyline around this guy was. It's not that he's this incredible, compelling story. I did love the one line where, you know, the mom says, you know, you're aware of his lifestyle of line dancing. So it is a line dancing lifestyle. What the hell are we talking about? She's not here for you. Right. Because you like to go out and sleep with anything that moves. Well, that was kind of true, though. She's not here for you. She's here for those cameras. And then the other girl, Hannah Ann, would basically say anything. She just wants to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're this kind of person. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're this kind of person. Cool. You want me to stand on my head all day? I'm done. Yeah, and the people that are like, why are y'all talking about this? What else? We, 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 I, I mean, I can't break down the ULM bullpen today. or the U, I mean, I can't. It gets more engagement than anything else we talk about. I know. So, I mean, you know. It's that thing where there's lots of people nodding right now that go, uh, like they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind yeah. of like voting for Trump in 16 at this <laughs> I point. I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm not going to admit this, but sure. I don't, uh, I don't, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, the people that talk about football. I mean, I will once they start practicing. The practices are going to be open, assuming that everybody doesn't have coronavirus by then, and, and I'm going to go. And I'll tell you what it looks like and what happens and what people say. And But until then, there's no practice today. There's no practice tomorrow. Yeah, I don't I'm, There's only so much you can say about the baseball team. I mean, I just I, I mean, here in a nutshell, they've done everything they've been asked to do to this point. Yeah. We start to find out this weekend. And my anticipation is it's going to be pleasant pleasant. You think they're good. I think they're good based on numbers. But if you told me in 3 weeks that nah, they're not so good, I'd be like, okay, well, you just never know. The schedule is so difficult. I do like the organization of the schedule. I think they're catching some teams early that they need to catch early. Yeah. Much rather play LSU now than in May. Of course. LSU will be better in May than they are Arkansas now. Arkansas will be better in May Absolutely. than they are right now. They've got some pitching issues. They History uh, says they'll figure it out. Isaiah Campbell's good. It's hard to replace. They haven't really figured that out yet. Um, now that stretch from six to nine weeks of the SEC schedule, just poof, I mean – Find a way through it and hope you've got some some cushion built up at that point. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Go to the page. See everything going on locally this week. A lot of sporting events. The historic double-decker bus tour, 4 to 5 on Friday. Remember, you can take your receipt from that over to uh, Blue Delta. Get $100 off a pair of Blue Deltas. I was in there earlier this week. So uh, take advantage of that if you would like to. You also got uh, Magic in the Middle Ages and much more coming up events around Oxford and the university. You can find all those things or stop by their office right there off the square on Jackson Avenue, 1016 Jackson Avenue to um, get a welcome bag and find out more things to do. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, go to Grenada Nissan just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Complete selection of new and previously owned Nissans. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. Uh, to learn more, 
LiveOxfordBankOxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes. 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. I think Brooke Baldwin was the anchor you were wondering about earlier. Um, She's pretty fired up. Was she? I like... like, uh, Biden's chances to get her vote. Good looking though. Biden gonna win decisively in Mississippi today. The uh I would the, think so. Well I mean he is, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. Bernie had Danny Glover here the last four or five days. He just said, Hey, who's the guy coming to Mississippi to stump for Bernie Sanders? I'd have before I knew I'd had a I'd gotten way down the list before I got to Danny Glover. Yeah. I I'd, I'd have had a hard time coming up with that one. <laughs> just saying. I don't know what Danny Glover's been doing since Lethal Weapon. 25 years ago. What's, what's, what's Danny? Been, what's it's Danny been that Glover? long, hasn't it? I mean, probably. I don't know. How old do you think Danny Glover is? 65. 73. No joke, really. Danny Glover is 73 years old. He did Dirty Grandpa in 2016 and Sorry to Bother You in 2018. Um, he was in the original, original Saw movie back in 2004. <laughs> that cinematic classic Angels in the Outfield. That was a great movie. Last night in the Lakers game, I don't care who they played. At one point, LeBron goes to his mouth, high fives. The player that he high fives immediately goes to his mouth and then high fives another player. <laughs> I'm like, and you guys are worried about reporters? Because <laughs> let me tell you what reporters aren't doing. We don't shake hands or high five the people we interview. Very rarely do we shake good hands. Point. Even we hands, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't even we don't have contact. That's a good point. Yeah, you really only shake somebody's hand if it's the first time you're dealing with them, or like if it's the normal people. Yeah, you don't touch them, do you? No, I thought about it. Like they're worried about. I have. I've never thought about. They're that. not you worried. About, they're starting to worry about autographs. Reporters never ask for autographs. We don't say, "Hey, would you mind holding this pen of mine." Like when we interview football players, they're holding we're holding a recorder or a, a notepad or whatever and they're holding their helmet. We don't exchange bodily contact. Well, there's one reporter that does with every single person that comes in, but everybody else doesn't. I mean, there's one that has to hug them and do a great job, great job, great job. Everybody else just does interviews them. That's true. I, I don't think I've shaken Mike Bianco's hand all season. I don't think we've I don't think our our hands have touched i don't think so well i mean i've covered kermit davis now for two years and the only time I mean, maybe the first practice like i don't know i no. mean yeah, whatever the only time that i've shaken kermit davis's hand is when he's come to do live interviews yeah, i'm like hey yeah. thanks for coming yeah but like i don't when i go talk to him tomorrow in hey, nashville doing, it won't be hey kermit good to see you hey let's talk about the game he'll come sit down and he'll get up and leave and he'll get up and leave and then i'll go yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the corridor, and I'll go look for people, but I'm not going to shake hands. It'll be, like, hey, tell me about this. What's happening with this? What's ha-? It's it's really amazing. The just the it's, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's just it's so hypocritical. It tells me that it tells me Chase that the decisions that are being made are being made in this hysterical vacuum that has been created 
where the, they feel like, God, if we don't do this, we're going to look so bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's, an, there's a not being out on an island mentality to this right now. Yeah, question the live stream. I cannot remember the last time I fist bumped another reporter. I can't, can't recall that off the top of my head. can't remember the last time I shook the hand of someone or fist bumped anybody on the beat. I'll say on Monday press conferences, typically when David Kellum comes in, he will go down the line and shake people's hands. Yeah. That's maybe the one person that yeah. I can recall doing it. Because David's one Stephen of the McRoberts would, would come shake everyone's yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 he would. Um, otherwise... No. But yeah, I mean, like you know, I don't walk into press box and walk up to like Nick Suss and Nate Gabbard and go, "Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing?" All well, right. like right. we covered Bo Wallace for three years. Yeah. How many times did you interview Bo Wallace in three years? Tens. I, mean, I don't know. A lot. 50, a hun- at least a yeah. hundred times. Yeah, probably. How many times did you shake Bo Wallace's hand? Maybe no more than the one day he gave me the lot of free time on by myself for that feature story that day. Shook his hand one time. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember if you told me it was three. I, I remember it was because it was before his last game, and I said, hey, I enjoyed covering you. Appreciate you being a, a pro. That's it. Now, is that, it wasn't because I disrespected Bo. It just There was no reason to shake hands every time. I mean, sometimes a player will go down and shake everybody's hand, but that's usually it's because it's a, he's a newcomer and he hadn't figured this out yet. Grant Tisdale was all about that that one day. That his one day, his, yeah, his yeah. first day. He was. Yeah. He really wanted to learn names. He probably wouldn't do that again. You talk to baseball players all the time. I mean, you and Doug Nikhazy fist bumping? Not usually. No, not particularly. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't. I mean, there are a couple players that will shake hands in baseball when we, we walks away. Yeah, there's a couple that'll. Yeah. But it's a small group. We see them so much. Yeah. That is just okay, sure. I mean, I've covered Bree and Tyree for four years. I'm not sure we've ever shaken hands or had any sort of physical contact at all. Just it's not naturally part of the deal. Lethal Weapon came out 33 years ago. Wow. 1987 for Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2, 89. Lethal Weapon 3, 92. And then that real masterpiece, (laughs) Lethal Weapon 4 in 1998. I'm pretty sure I never saw it. Television series 16 to 19. Did you know that was even a thing? No. Me neither. Lethal yeah. Weapon? Wow. That's what it says. You see, so you didn't talk about Lethal Weapon when you did 1987 on G-Pits a couple weeks ago? It came up. Did it? Yeah, I think. I, I can't remember. Pretty good at the box office. $15 million budget made 120.2. They laughed all the way to the bank. Well, they made a sequel. Yes, they and did. They made another. <laughs> Something in the chat for you. Yeah. Renee Russo. Soccer mom for all time. Renee Russo was also in 10 Cup, right? Yeah. She was Kevin Costner's love interest I think in 10. That's, I think that's right. Him and Don Johnson. <laughs> Don Johnson. Wasn't it Don Johnson? <laughs> I think so. Wasn't he in 10 Cup? Yeah. Hang on. Really? Is Lethal Weapon 5 seriously coming? Is that really a thing? I, I don't know. Take Matt Browning's word for it. I don't. Beats me, man. It's the one thing I never can find time to do is go to a movie. And I love going to a movie. I never I never get that worked out to go do it for whatever reason. Tin Cup in 1996 had a $45 million budget. It's pretty expensive for a freaking golf yeah. rom-com or whatever you want to call it in 1996. Did it make? It's 78.8. Uh, okay. It's it, fine. Not enough to go, oh, my God. But eh, yeah. not enough bills. to make Tin Cup 2. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have a hard time making Tin Cup too. I'll be honest. Would you watch it for love of the game too? What could you do with it? What what, what could you get a plot for Tin Cup too? I mean, for, for love of the game too. Oh gosh, I'd have to think about that. When I watch it, I'd give it a shot. I like the first one so much. I'd be a little afraid that the second one would ruin the first one. It's the only time anyone's ever said that about for love of the game in its history, right there. I mean, the the, the only time. Because you got to have Vin Scully do it, and I don't know if Vin Scully would do it. Oh, so you got to have Vin back? He was a big part of it. For me, him doing it made it good. It did not make money, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't. $50 million budget, 46.1 at the so box basically box was office. a wash. Well, and not all that money's going back into the budget, too. I mean, yeah, right. you're, you're definitely losing. Kelly Preston, the other love interest. Yes. They love interest in. Yes. In, in. She was also in Top Gun. Wasn't she? Mm, no. No. Kelly McGillis oh, and Kelly McGillis. Meg Ryan. What else was Kelly Preston in? Kelly Preston was in um, Jerry Maguire she, before he met Dorothy. She was uh, she was in that. Um, she found her way into some sports genres. I mean, sure. Looking at her, her um, kind of filmography right now. Not a ton of good movies in this one. I mean, a lot of movies. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of good movies. Well, at, Kelly right. Preston on the podcast. You think we could get Hillary Wrestling on the We podcast? could try. That'd be fun. I think we could. We could give it a shot. She did CSI Cyber as recently as 2016 from a TV standpoint. How old is she now, Kelly Preston? Kelly Preston is 57 years ah. old. I mean, Jerry McGuire, 25 years ago. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that, uh-uh. but it is. Yeah, her... Um, her filmography, she did Jerry Maguire, but then couldn't 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 back it up. Addicted to Love, Nothing to Lose, Holy Man, Jack Frost, For Love of the Game, Battlefield Earth. Oof. Um, 2018, she was in Gotti. She played Victoria Gotti in Gotti in 2018. Okay. She did not have a movie between 2010 and 2018. She's married to Travolta, Leif Benson says. I did not know that. I knew she had, was at one time married. I don't know they still were, but yeah, apparently they still are. That makes her harder to get on the podcast for some reason. I have a hunch. Yeah. Um, I almost said something out loud just then that I'm glad you didn't. Well, for whatever reason, I thought John Travolta was really. Yeah. No, really. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just I some mean, why. I don't know why I thought that. Really, I did. That's why it kind of took me by surprise. Oh no, I I'm, I'm never. <laughs> <laughs> that was not of all things you were going to right there that yeah. was not where I thought you were uh, that was not where I thought you were headed you know where this podcast was going this morning on John Travolta's Wikipedia page <laughs> you know you have a bad part of your career when there's a subhead that says downturn yeah. <laughs> that's not good no. That's, that's, no. that's not a positive <laughs> Life says that's why he's married to Kelly Preston <laughs> that's why I started laughing that's great. Yeah. This, this, this is maybe one of the best sentences in Wikipedia. After Urban Cowboy. So not included after Urban Cowboy. Travolta started a series of commercial and critical failures that sidelined his acting career. Yeah. Urban Cowboy was one of my mother's favorite movies. Oh, really? I've seen it 7,000 times. I'm so sorry. I could, I could quote Urban Cowboy. Oh. I'm telling you. I, I'm... I'm very well versed in Urban Cowboy. 
so yeah, you, you haven't watched all of his dancing movies and stuff. You weren't a no. Really? No. Okay. Oh God. All right. Um, Jack Frost is fine. Reading Zach says it in the the live chat. So, all right. I officially we've done uh, we've done John Travolta and his uh, his life choices and movies. We've done Lethal Weapon. I think we're probably about done for the day. Uh, CoverageRebelGrove.com. More coming your way. Baseball tonight, six o'clock ULM. Tomorrow, four o'clock ULM. Again, I think it's streaming straight for free from the ULM website, best I can tell. And then uh, Ole Miss basketball tomorrow from Nashville. So we'll uh, have another podcast. And we'll talk to you then.